0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Helm of Awesome podcast, um, had a couple of weeks off, I'm Adam with co-host Mr. Marshall, Hello. Uh, big week this week obviously, Infinity War released on um, oh, Thursday, midnight, Wednesday night if you were one of the lucky ones who to come and see it, so what we're going to do basically we're massive fans of film, we're massive fans of the Marvel Universe especially within film, so we're going to just review the marvel universe up until the point of infinity war so that's 18 films we're going to just try and blitz through them all and then hopefully we'll get to go and watch infinity war well we're planning to after we've seen this podcast then we'll be doing another podcast talking about infinity war following on from that so this is the mcu if you haven't seen any films going to issue a big fat old spoiler warning now um because we're going to talk about them we're going to be giving stuff away.
1: not but, intentionally, but we may no, reveal stuff but that the, people won't have seen.
0: Yeah, I think the, the the plan is basically just to bring up speed for Infinity War in a nice brief rundown, uh, talk about what we liked particularly about the Marvel Universe so far, what we didn't like, and then, uh, yeah, hopefully you can get some form of enjoyment from it. We'll put our own typical wit in there somewhere. Yeah, try to. But... Uh, yeah, we'll get cracking, because I want to go and see Infinity
1: War. Yeah. <laughs> so, we started with the original Iron Man, which came out almost exactly to the day, ten years ago. May 2nd.
0: That's crazy to think the Marvel Universe has been with us
1: ten years. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's, it's weird to think that it's been here ten years, but then like... It doesn't I, feel like ten I, years. Yeah, 10 I life. was twenty when the first one came out. I
0: don't even want to think about how old I was so Iron Man 2008 first Iron Man film did see it at the cinema?
1: yeah yeah I did
0: I've got to, I've got to admit I, I didn't see Iron Man at the cinema I, I had no sort of incl- uh, Iron Man wasn't a hero I had a lot of interest in um, I saw it when it came out on DVD Blockbuster I believe
1: <laughs> yeah, no I, don't. I, I, I 10 years ago that was well gone no Blockbuster died in about 2004
0: no man definitely not Blockbuster was still rocking and rolling in 2008, mate. In mean, fact, I'm pretty certain that I rented that on DVD. But anyway, yeah. Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., probably now a career-defining role. What did you think of that first film?
1: I'm trying to think what one was. Oh, the Iron Man one was the one where it was... He's selling um, weapons.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tony Thor, if we bring it up look, Tony Stark is a weapons manufacturer. He works for this massive company called Stark Industries. And, Owns. Well, yeah, he is the, <laughs> the principal Lord of Stark Industries, which is inherited from his father. They make weapons, they sell them. Uh, he's working on this particularly nasty missile. And when he's showcasing it to some US Army guys, he gets kidnapped. Um, and it's basically the story of him... Escaping from capture. And the explosion, then- big part of the story, the explosion, obviously he has shrapnel in his chest and the shrapnel is making its way to his heart. He is saved by a guy who he's also incarcerated with, who puts a magnet in his chest yeah. that stops the shrapnel going any further. Um, and they are able to build an Iron Man suit. It looks nothing like the Iron Man suit that you make know. They build
1: it in secret, don't they? Yeah, man. they have um, to
0: disguise it. It's very clever, actually. Yeah. You know, they, they trick the terrorists I told you they were spoilers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tricked the terrorists into thinking they're building a bomb, but they have actually had to design... They had to design a bomb, but then the parts to yeah. build an Iron Man. It's, it's absolutely bloody brilliant. And they built the Iron Man suit, so, and it's like the Mark I. He, he actually looks like... He looks more like the guy on the front of the Queen album with the uh, the giant robot on it. Or, or bicentennial man, or something yeah, I was like that. Say, no idea. It what doesn't look anything is. like an Iron Man, it, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, he comes back, and then plot twist is the guy who was his business partner, played by Jeff Bridges, Obadiah Stane, who is absolutely first rate. The first ever Marvel villain in the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um, he knew about it all. He wants the Iron Man, so he wants that technology. He also wants the technology that he has built.
1: Uh, the electromagnetic yeah, technology, uh,
0: because that's very the arc uh, reactor. The arc reactor. He can use that to uh, basically make amazing weapons. Tony has seen what his weapons have done. He's had a real change of heart. Comes back, builds a proper Iron Man. So ends up going toe to toe with Stain. Save Today, but it is a brilliant, brilliant intro to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shall we said we going to do star ratings on each film. I'm just understand?
1: remembered. But then the post-credit scene, he talks about the Avengers Initiative.
0: He does, yeah. Um, no, not days. No, it was not No, I'm pretty sure it was the end of Hulk.
1: I think it's the first Iron Man. Nah.
0: Well, it's the, it's the end of Hulk. He meets up with. Uh... Anyway, we'll get to that a bit. I don't remember there being a post-credit scene in the first Iron Man. But there probably was one.
1: Well. <laughs> I think there was I think it was when he first tells him about tell the you Avengers what do you that's
0: a non-spoiler go out and watch it for yourself oh. see if there was an end credit scene <laughs> uh. but I, 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 lo- I loved it I'm, I'm actually going to go out and give this one four and a half stars
1: yeah Tony Stark enters his mansion to be greeted by Nick Fury ah uh, okay who assures him that Iron Man isn't the only superhero
0: Um, I'm getting it mixed up with the um bit where he meets Thaddeus Ross and that's after Hulk it, yep but um, so we're four and a half stars on me with Iron Man. What do you reckon? Yeah. Same? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a perfect oh. movie. No. But it's very, very good. Uh, and it was a brilliant entry point for the Marvel Universe.
1: But oh, my point was that 10 years ago they knew.
0: Oh, they knew. That, that, that's but fantastic. They. they well. They, they knew we were getting. I suppose sick. if
1: it was a flop, or if any of them were flops, yeah. they could have just gone, right, that's it, end of. If it seriously nosedived, I,
0: I don't think when Iron Man came out, they were thinking Infinity Stones and thinking Thanos. I think that came a few films later, but certainly, I think once they realised the kind of draw these films were having, that that was the end. That was the end, that was, the end, that was yep. the big part. But we come from Iron Man, which was very good. We go to Incredible Hulk now. Is that
1: the Edward
0: Norton Hulk. Yeah, I was going to say that's the biggest difference to when, you know what come later. Obviously, Mark Ruffalo is now synonymous with the Hulk character, Bruce Banner. Uh, but the first foray we had in the MCU was Edward Norton as a Hulk. Um,
1: I really like this film.
0: I like this film.
1: Uh, um, I don't know why people shit on it. it. I didn't like Abomination. I didn't think it was a great villain. Mm-hmm. But well, the film itself yeah.
0: wasn't bad. The problem is with Hulk, is he's so OP. Okay. Oh, yeah. You needed to have a villain that could give him a run for his money, yeah. I mean that's, that is telling, that is storytelling, that is base form, you need to be able to overcome something, that's what makes heroes in these films, um, and Abomination is as good a place as any really, yeah. um, I'm a little bit miffed basically because they teased other villains in that film. Uh, I'm
1: going to be honest I probably haven't seen this film since 2008 <laughs> so <laughs> but
0: no, basically it's, it, it, we didn't, they didn't go too into it of an origin story as well because basically everyone knows the origin of the Hulk right? and that's a very good thing about the Marvel Universe I think as well they, 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 yeah I think a lot of people we needed the origin of Iron Man because he's not as well known in the public eye everyone knows who the Incredible Hulk is so we bring him in uh, and he's basically really formed he's on the run uh he's starts out he's living in Brazil and what happens is he's working in a bottle factory, he, he cuts himself and his blood goes into one of the bottles of drink before it's sealed. Someone drinks it and then obviously he's on the radar because they detect the gamma yeah, in the blood. This
1: is now it starts, is it? It starts where he was in a super soldier programme, weren't it?
0: No, that's Captain America.
1: Uh-huh. No
0: he, he wasn't in the Super Soldier program the Super Soldier program is, is, is his nemesis. I feel like we probably should have watched these before mm-hmm. we did this podcast but I like that we're doing it from what we remember as well oh sorry yeah yeah, yeah it's basically that's how it starts yeah. And, uh, but yeah he's on the run Fadious Ross general Thaddeus Ross he he's played by William Hart. really really good role for William Hurt he's just got that menacing kind of mm. older authority figure he just, he just nails it and uh, his daughter is ironically in love with Bruce Banner Betty Ross which is played by Liv Tyler and it's basically him being on the run, but at the same time, they're they trying to replicate the Hulk. That's the whole point. That's the whole reason they want him. They want to recreate this, but without the sort of rage. Uh,
1: Controllable.
0: Yeah, they get pretty close. They create this thing, and Tim Roth's character, who's a really sort of an elite soldier, but he's, he's getting older, and they sell it to him on the idea that we can give you this and make you, you know, amazing soldier again, and instead it turns him into abomination. Um... Which isn't great because Abomination is basically like a stronger, angrier Hulk. Um, they come to Harlem. They have a big old tear up. Hulk wins, but it ends. He has to go on the run again. Blasey blahzy bar. And like that's it's it's pretty standard fodder for a Hulk film, I think. As it as it ticks along towards the end, but it was good. Uh, as we said, the end credits scene basically features Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Or, or Tony Stark, yeah. he, he goes and meets with Thaddeus Ross, and basically in like talks, a bar, innit it? Yeah, in a bar because he's bummed out that he didn't catch the Hulk, and they discuss the basically they drop the Avengers thing. We get we get where they're going at that point. Then you know it's all coming along, and it's really cool. Um, what, what were your thoughts on this film?
1: Oh, uh, what out of five? Mm. I'm gonna give it a tentative two and a half, pushing towards a three. It's a middle-of-the-road film, it's, it's one of the weaker Marvel films, mm. but there's nothing I actually, I just didn't like the villain, I didn't, yeah. didn't hate the villain, didn't yeah. think it was a bad villain, just something didn't connect, and that was probably it. That was, I don't really remember it, like, your your memory of it is much better than mine. I feel like um, it's, it's a lot better than the 2003 Incredible Hulk with Eric
0: Banner was it? Eric Banner yeah, yeah. it's a bad film but I, I, I just feel like
1: I think I've got about three quarters of the way through that and just turned that one off
0: <laughs> uh, go on it's one of them you, you you've got to uh, try if you compare it to other Marvel films it really is not great yeah but if you put it in the wide world it's alright yeah. Yeah, and it's and that's that's the strength of the Marvel films, I
1: think. So. And I think it's I don't think it's weird as such that they haven't given um Mark Ruffalo's Hulk his own standalone film. Because like you say, everyone knows the background of Hulk. We don't want an origin story for the incredible Hulk. Mm he's really good in his bit parts he plays yeah, in the other he, films he's
0: very he's, he's, I don't want to say one dimensional because I think Mark Ruffalo has really brought a, a, a sense of like the
1: what the you tra- mean the character the Hulk's one dimensional or Mark Ruffalo no I
0: think going into the MCU even after seeing the Edward Norton Hulk I would have said that he's, a, he's pretty much a one dimensional character he's, he's, his whole thing is on the run and the go- and it basically goes back to yeah, uh, yeah. also the uh, Lou Ferrigno i've probably said lou that frigno lou, lou frigno there you go the uh, original tv Hulk. Yeah. yeah yeah it basically was like a extended version of that yeah and he even had a cameo in it which was great yeah um but they've really brought out sort of like the nuances to the character and it's very very cool um yeah. so again you know total
1: side tangent his best cameo well say cameo it's a bit part is in uh that film I Love You Man where the guy's selling his house who goes oh, yeah. on to play Ant Man.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ten, tenuous link. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah
1: that. so the next got you got start I, I, um, Three. Three, yeah. Three because <laughs> middle of I, the road in If it? I if
0: I if I compare it to the other Marvel films, I'd be a harsher critic. It's not the worst one, but
1: it's not we'll come to that.
0: <laughs> yeah the next film Iron
1: Man 2
0: Iron Man 2 yeah they jump straight back in with another Iron Man this is when they're basically in what they call the phase one setting and they, they are laying the groundwork to bring all of these heroes together that we want to see
1: this I think is the first film where Kevin Feige is it the Vigie. Vigie, the mm. executive producer mm. basically took over everything
0: right because this film very much was the first one in sort of saying right this is where we're going we are, yep. and it was known at this point that we're going to get Avengers down the line in some form uh, as the film goes basically Tony Stark has outed himself as Iron Man everyone it's was right,
1: right at the end of the first one isn't it
0: right yeah that's basically the very yeah. last line is I'm Iron Man yeah um, and he sits
1: down and he's cheeseburgers
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he he, everyone knows who he is he's under investigation from the Senate and they want his technology Um, it's you get the other the other famous sort of like military tech company in the Marvel universe is Hammer and they they want the tech but they're not going to wait for the Senate so they want to get like this guy Whiplash who's played by Mickey Rourke to beat on Iron Man and steal it and it's just you can hear probably in my tone I'm not a massive fan of Iron Man 2 yeah I think it's very po- it's very easy to do in superhero films to just overcomplicate things at the end of the day I know it's not real I'm going there for escapism and fun at the cinema I want to see explosions I-, I want to see I'm not so Bay level I just want to see a fun film and I all
1: there- I remember is the scene where you see Whiplash where Tony Stark's doing some stupid cart racing Show oh, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he comes out. Then he and it's the car with the Cuts whip. It off. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it was the baddie. It, it was just not interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it was I, to me. It just wasn't a great film. It, it really wasn't. So and
1: in like on that topic of baddies that I didn't like, it's a Marvel film, but it's not classed in the Marvel universe. You made Spider-Man Two, where they had Shocker played by Electro no, uh, Electro mm. played
0: by Jamie Foxx
1: Jamie Foxx what a terrible film yeah purely uh, it's not all on Jamie Foxx it was just a shit film from start to finish really it
0: was bad enough that it killed the franchise because and I think the, got...
1: the problem with that one I know we're going off mm. out of it is he was a good Spider-Man he was so unbelievable as Peter Parker because mm. he was handsome he was confident mm. he wasn't this geeky awkward teenager yeah. whereas uh, Tobey Maguire mm. he's, he was more believable as Peter Parker unless yeah. as Spider-Man he seemed a bit weedy and anyway that's my rant about the amazing Spider-Mans okay
0: <laughs> pardon me um, yeah no, I... they bring like I see where you're going with. It basically brings back you, you need a strong villain to have a good fit. Yeah. You definitely do. Uh, it's very important, actually. But yeah, for me, this this didn't have it. Uh, it wasn't, of course, it was never bad enough to derail the, the freight train that the Marvel Universe was starting at that point. It was still, Rob Down Jr., of course, was still brilliant in it. He yeah. was fantastic in the role, he always is. Um, and it's... they changed. Uh, from Terence Howard to Don Cheadle, Rhodes, and I think that was a very. It was apparently down to money. Uh, Brown uh, Howard already wanted more money. Rhodes Don very, Cheadle Don Cheadle was there in the wings, and I think Don Cheadle's a better actor, yeah. and it's worked out for the best. But um, it's not something they do in the Marvel films a like lot. Change, yeah, people yeah. Are, and and that's the, probably the only instance off the top of my head. I can think that's the most significant thing about this film. I think. To me.
1: If we think of another one, it'll be purely as we go. Yeah.
0: Um, it it was yeah you say you thought Hulk was middle of the road this was probably off to one yeah. side like hitting the kerb but not <laughs> quite crashing I would give this two stars at best
1: yeah yeah I agree I d- yeah I can't disagree at all and then I'll be honest the next two films I didn't know they came out in that order yeah I thought Captain America came first but no, the Thor, next, Thor was two months earlier. The next
0: one was Thor. Now Thor, if you had a really bad film, this needed to be good to sort of reignite. Yeah, uh, it smashed it out of the park. Absolutely, another. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. It's uh, got the origin of Thor, but again, like if you don't like some characters like Spider-Man we all know the origin because we've seen it a million times on film. Uh, we all know the origin of Batman. We, you know, yeah, Superman. We all know these. We know them. They're ingrained in our DNA now. Thor is a little bit, unless you're, you're in the comic book circle and you read comic books, I think it, it, you would be a little bit less inclined to know where he comes from. They went in a slightly different direction with him, because obviously in the um, in the comic books he has to take on an alter ego when he's on Earth, Donald Blake. Uh, they gave you a little easter egg of Donald Blake in this film. But they have treated him, he is a god, he is from Asgard, He's the son of Odin. They went all in on it and it was a stroke of genius. So...
1: And Chris Hemsworth is ripped to fucking looks like a god. He, he does. Which helps. He, he really does.
0: And the, I think that we talk about strong villains. To this point, I've not seen a stronger villain than Loki. No. Nah. He was absolutely... And he was,
1: it's weird as well, because the main thing he fights is that big metal... Yeah, 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 yeah. Face All shooting. All yeah type thing, yeah. Yeah. You don't really... really it's more that Loki's the trickster behind the scenes it's a very
0: good introduction to Loki so basically the the story starts um, Thor is on top of the world he thinks he's great he really thinks he's great and he needs to be taught a humbling lesson after he rushes into a battle that he shouldn't rush into on the words of his father who's Anthony Hopkins absolutely superb casting that as well Um, and his punishment is he has his hammer taken away which is, at that point, we believe the source of his power. Um, and Odin says he's standing Odin, in power. Odin, Odin says you know, he needs the hammer to wield the power of Thor. He sends him through the Bifrost to Midgard, which is Earth. And uh, it's basically his quest to get back and save the day, when, it, when Loki obviously takes advantage of the fact that Thor isn't there to try and take nope. over the throne. Um, he gets to Earth. He meets up with Natalie Portman, Stellan Skarsgård, who's brilliant. Um, it's just a, it's a good it's film. It's a good film. Uh, the scenes where um, they're trying to get the hammer out because the hammer obviously ends up on Earth. Oh, and in the to pull crater it out. in New Mexico. Yeah, great cameo from Stanley. One of his best ones, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's it introduces you to Shield very much. This film as well because. Um, Nick Fury's not in it, but we meet Phil Coulson, yeah. and he's sort of the right-hand man to Nick Fury. He's one of the people who's been charged with trying to get this hammer uh, off the ground, and no one can do it. When Thor goes to retrieve it, you meet Hawkeye, who's
1: uh, basically keeping watch over. Yeah, the he's hammer. keeping
0: watch over it. As it, it, he's, I think he was uncredited in that film because it's just such a, a fleeting scene. Yeah. In. but it's it's really cool to see this character, and they. And they the mystique of him they build him up as like this guy's a badass with a bow and arrow, and that, yep. that's 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 cool. I liked it, um, but no, the film obviously ends. He uh, Loki has taken advantage of his origins. He's not actually Thor's real brother. He's a half brother, or no, he's a, not a brother at all. He's basically no,
1: he's from he's just an
0: adopted brother. He's from Jotunheim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a frost, he is actually descended of the frost giants, and he takes advantage of that and using a thing called the Tesseract. Yeah, he um, that is his sort of like he uses that to control this giant metal walking monster thing, and Thor has to fight it in New Mexico. It's really good. It's a great film. One of the best Marvel films. Yeah, um, easily. Um
1: we later find out that the Tesseract.
0: Ah, uh, we get to it. It's literally the next film. All right, stop it. <laughs> well, one at a time. <laughs> but um, no, this it, is
1: this is a four star film for me.
0: Oh, it might be more. I, I I would rate this as good as am, Man.
1: All right, then four and a half.
0: Yeah, I'd rate this as good as Iron Man. I I just think uh, Chris Hemsworth, spectacular bit of casting. He nails well. He's, and I just love that this film. This is, and I I, I don't want a tangent too much because we've got a lot to get through. But this film perfectly demonstrates to me, Marvel gets it, and DC doesn't. The, they know you. They know why you're going to the cinema, Marvel. You're going to have fun. I don't want to go to the cinema and be bummed out and watch dreary dark stuff. Yeah, I get that Batman is a darker character than that, but Superman really isn't. Flash isn't. Wonder Woman isn't, and yet the DC Universe have just gone, do you know what, we'll stick that dark Instagram filter over the camera lens, film it, we'll get loads of moody brooding shots and then we'll say it's a grim film, and at the last minute we'll bring in Joss Whedon and we'll say, throw some funny lines in, that don't fit the tone of the film at all now and it's just a bloody mishmash it's awful but that's my tangent over um i love for brilliant film yeah um four and a half stars yeah for me yeah agree
1: with that yep they answer
0: now the next one
1: yeah next one's captain, captain america, america the first Avenger. the first avenger
0: now i had absolutely zero interest in captain america
1: I, I didn't see this one at the cinema this was well, a day.
0: I saw this at the cinema with some mates and it was one of them ones which literally like what should we do yeah, yeah, go see that Captain America and, and literally it was like well I've watched the other ones they're all supposed to be linked it was really sort of that what a bloody good film yeah uh, because it, again like it's I had no interest in him. I could not tell you, I'd not ever read a Captain America comic, if he was in Avengers comics I'd read as a kid, that was it, and he, one of my, one of the characters I just wasn't, I, I didn't dislike him, I was indifferent to him, did not care. By the end of that film, I did care, uh, I couldn't wait to see more of him, I thought he was, it was first rate, Um and I'll warn you now, we're going to be saying that a lot because a lot of these films are first-rate. Yeah. Basically, it tells the story of Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers is a, a... Weedy. Weedy, small guy who's desperate to fight for his country. It's in World War II with um, his friend Bucky. His yeah. friend Bucky's like the cool guy, good-looking. Bucky gets drafted. Steve does not. Now, when Steve doesn't get drafted, he meets... I can't remember the name of the scientist who he meets, but basically it's he's... A- very much based on he's based by Stanley Tucci and he's very much sort of based on Einstein I think, um, but he has created the super serum, which is gonna turn Steve Rogers into a thing. But he doesn't he doesn't give him that straight away. He mm. doesn't even tell him about it. He wants to get to know the man. Uh, and the first thing you sort of learn about Steve is he's very loyal. He's very honest. He's uh, he's very he's just a good he's a good man he's just very small than that yeah um but what he does do because he doesn't want like he's met this guy and he's intrigued by him he changes his draft ballot from an f to an a so he gets drafted and taken into like this special unit which is headed up by tommy lee jones and yeah. hayley atwell as peggy Carr, who is a brilliant character so beloved was she that they gave her her own TV series after this. Yeah. Um, very cool character. And um, yeah, so, so he goes to this thing and basically he shows to people that there's a really cool scene with retrieve the flag. They do this like four mile run and it's like who, whoever can get the flag down from mm. the flagpole pole will, uh, will get a free ride home and doesn't have to run the four miles. And all the other guys are desperately clambering over each other to try and get up it and they can't climb it because it's too high. And Steve realises, I can just take out the pin at the bottom and Mm. it will drop to me. And it proves that he's smart. There's another scene where they throw a grenade into the midst of all these guys and he throws himself on it. It's a dud, but it was a test to see who would do that. And I think by this point they're realising this guy's actually, he's got all the morals and the ethics we need. They give him the super soldier serum, he becomes an absolute beast. Yeah, literally
1: comes out of the tank as a uh walking tank. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and
0: then at the same time this obviously it's based in World War II and we find out that there's this guy, the Red Skull, who had his own version of the Super Serum, but it wasn't quite perfected. Uh he's working for Hydra and also as a like, bioproxy for Hitler. Hmm. And they have found this thing called the Tesseract, which uh is what Loki had. So this is that's what's really cool about this. It's the first time Feels really tied together. We've just seen Loki had the Tesseract in four and then it comes back we've gone back in time and it showed like the first scene I think is Red Skies Red Skull's guys finding the church where they hid it and it's like a Nordic church and they yeah. the Tesseract there and then it's um, yeah it, it brings you brings you to the point where he's, he's going to use it to make weapons. He wants to use the Tesseract to make weapons. All we know is this, this is a really powerful bit of kit. Uh, Steve um, teams with Bucky and uh, the how- Howling Commandos I believe they're called And there's some other guys who are in his unit
1: I know they're the Howling something I don't know how-
0: Howling Commandos I mean, um, are you looking it up for me I'm trying to I'm probably completely wrong but he, yeah. he meets up with these guys and they're like proper stereotypical of the region they're from badasses and they go, he's like a special unit, because the first, the worst thing is Captain America's obviously not, first of all, he's not actually allowed to go to war. <laughs> he has to raise money for bonds, yeah. which gives us the wonderful song, Star Stangled Man with a Plan, mm. which I loved. Um, but yeah, no, basically that's what they do. They like I say, he, he forms his special unit. He goes in, uh, when they're on the road, to, or they're on a train, they get attacked, Bucky falls off the side of the train, Steve is devastated that's a massive character point for Steve he's absolutely devastated he's lost his best friend Um, but then they go
1: that's where they meet Howard Stark isn't it they do the rescue yeah yeah, well
0: that's another because Howard Stark's the engineer it ties ties to Tony because Howard's like Tony's dad and he you know he gives Cap his shield uh, the vibranium shield that's obviously iconic to the character Um, but we we get to the point. There's the big, obviously the big, the big face-off. Cap comes away. The tesseract sucks Red Skull into it, and he's not seen. He he's gone. Uh, really cool. Um, at the end, he's trying to is it is, is it, he's trying to take the tesseract to Antarctica or something to bury it, so it's gone, and his plane crashes. Uh, and that's it he's gone and there's a a heart wrenching scene where he's like love interest in the film is Peggy Carter as we said Um, and he's like saying goodbye to her whilst flying in a plane that's going to crash and it just you see her and then the cut out it's really really good it's really emotional Um, yeah great film and it raised a lot of interest in the character that probably didn't have a lot of interest in him um, pretty sure doesn't the film end with like the end credit scene is them discovering yeah, what the post credit? Yeah, scene. isn't it them finding Captain America like fifty years later? No, it's in Nick, the ice. Nick Fury giving him an
1: assignment. Uh,
0: ah, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But basically, yeah, we, we're we're basically given the knowledge that he gets found in the modern era. Yeah. Um. So he'll be a man out of time
1: which cool. is really cool yeah
0: but yeah that, and that's great what did you think of Captain America first Avenger Uh, it was a
1: good it was a different take not a different take a different it's like imagine like all the current films have been in the current era and then we go back 70 plus years to World War 2 mm. that's why I think it was a better f- not better film but a, a different yeah. approach
0: it was nice to have something a bit different
1: yeah we've if, got more of the history yeah. and things like that and we only know about the Tesseract at this point yeah and, and we just, don't
0: know about any of the others impre- and we're impressed <laughs> by it we think yeah. that's a pretty cool bit of kit Um, uh, four stars yeah four stars four stars I reckon yeah. is a fair assessment
1: so then we move on to the first, Marvel's The Avengers Assemble because we're in the United yeah. Kingdom Obviously where they just, couldn't have it the name The Avengers. The Avengers
0: in America. Over here we've got Avengers Assemble because <laughs> I had a TV show in the 70s called The Avengers. Yeah. Which, no one. But I, I mean, I, I barely have it. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's about it. You know? um, but, uh, so it, this
1: film was a bit different in the fact that we got introduced to new characters that we hadn't even seen before hmm. but we just heard of like Black Widow No, ah, she
0: was in Iron Man
1: 2 yeah but not like as in a main character oh okay yeah, They're, yeah. like you're bringing together a okay. like, yeah. selection of characters like yeah. Hawkeye like you said he only really had a cameo yeah yeah, yeah yeah I see what you're saying and these, these characters didn't get much of a backstory you just like Jesus these are cool people
0: yeah but
1: that came yeah. later sort of thing uh, the TikTok backstory
0: character. I actually watched this recently because it's on Netflix at the moment. Yep. Um, it's a bloody good film, and it still stands up. I think, I'm pretty sure this film came out in 2011. No. Nah. Or 2012. 12. I know it was around, because I remember getting the box set DVD. And
1: I'm not a major nerd, I'm literally looking uh, at a list that has got When I on. was,
0: I, for my 30th birthday, I got the box set of the first like, six films. Phase one. Yeah, phase yeah. one. Um, that was really cool, and that was not So that tells you how old I am as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Avengers starts. Um, it's basically bringing us all together. I've watched it recently. I'm like scrappling at the moment. How yeah. to describe it? Loki uh, is back in it, and basically it starts off. We've got the Tesseract under Shield command, right? So they're, and they're doing stuff with it. We don't know what they're doing. And they're they're sort of running, running tests on it. Yeah, we are running tests day, to I work mean, out what it is. Um, Nick Fury Bruce is there. Banner and no, no, not Banner. T- he's not there at that point. No, no, no. It's Nick Fury is doing the test, but with Stellan Skarsgård's character from Thor. Right. All right. And Hawkeye is there as well, and he's just keeping eyes, yeah. right, with his bow and arrow. Loki turns up with this scepter and fucks it up. Takes the tesseract. Uh, gets away but not before he has mind controlled Hawkeye and I, I really feel like I should know the character name Eric Selvig Selvig there you go Dr Selvig right, he's, he's got him he takes them with him and they go running off into the night and that's at that point right Nick Fury's like yeah we kick in now kick in the Avenger, Avengers initiative
1: so your memory's a lot better than mine because I, all I can remember is a bit with the Scepter and where they're studying it, like... Um, That's way like, down the line. Yeah, I know. That's way down
0: the line. Um, no, but that, that goes from there. Then they recruit all the Avengers, blah, blah, Um The big coming together point, because I, I think, you, first of all, you get a... They bring in, on the uh, helicarrier, they bring in Captain America, Black Widow, Bruce Banner they get them all together. Yeah. And then Tony walks in, obviously Tony Stark, is like Robert Downey yeah. Jr. He just wants to, he, he's a flash bastard, he just yeah. wants to run the whole show type thing. Um, and at this point, Loki, he attacks, I don't, I can't even remember why he attacked that place. He attacks this place in Germany, I can't remember what he's trying to steal, but he does. And he gets into a big old rock with Iron Man, Black Widow in a jet oh. and Captain America he gets beaten he's remembering what they're trying to steal I remember the yeah. bit when, I just remember a bit where they cut the guy's eye out yeah that's what I remember they cut the guy's eye out and they make like a, a laser no
1: so it's no, so you can use the retina yeah, uh, yeah, that's
0: yeah to, but, uh, to open the door but they uh, yeah they, they do they'll, they'll do this big old fight they capture Loki and as they are transporting Loki back in the plane, big thunderstorm starts,
1: and then so apparently it was so Hawkeye could steal iridium, which is needed to stable to st- stabilize the Tesseract.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Right, so now we know. Yeah. Very good. And he did instantly. Yeah. He gets away with the iridium. Yeah. Like Loki, Loki. Loki was Lo- creating the distraction Loki's while captive, Hawkeye. Course, right. Yeah. But then a thunderstorm starts in the plane, and they're all like, well, you know, what's this? Blah blah, and it's full. Thor would have got a funder. Yep. Turns up. Uh, he doesn't want to fight him. He just wants He wants his brother because he wants to take him back to Asgard. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, he should be on, um, Trial, Trial, basically. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Takes him back to Asgard. Um,
1: there's a cool, it, cool fight scene between Thor, really cool Iron Man. Yeah,
0: there's a three-way fight scene. Iron, yeah. And they're the big three of yeah. the Marvel Universe. And there's this, this cool fight scene. Um, In the woods, isn't it? Ultimately, they managed to get Loki on the helicarrier and Four meets up with them, and they're all discussing, like, blah, 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 what's he done, like, what's going forward and... Loki at this point, it starts to emerge, deliberately got himself caught because he wants to break apart this team. Yeah. And his plan is to get the Hulk to go nuts and then he will tear the ship apart. Kind of works, you know hulk does go nuts. He does tear the shit apart. And, yeah. <laughs> and there's a big, like, basically, it's all the Avengers in fighting, in fighting, in fighting. It all leads right at the end. There's this army called the Chitauri, and they are working with Loki. Yeah. Um, Doctor
1: Selvig opens the portal yeah, to they let them use in.
0: The, They use the tesseract to to open a portal. Yeah. And they all fly in. There's the epic fight scene in New York. I mean, I'm speeding these up because I feel we're spending too long on these films. but they, there's these epic fights in New York. It's bloody fantastic. Avengers save the day. Yep. They're superstars, they're heroes. They destroy the fuck out of the city in doing so. Uh, but yeah, it's all good. Um, Loki takes four back to Asgard at the end. And I think Banner and Stark go driving off together, all happy as Larry. They managed to turn Hawkeye back to good, and yeah. Uh Good film, really good film, and perfect. Like they, this is when they they basically introduced to the, fa- the the term Phase One, and they said like all the films are going to be done in like sections, like chapters of a book. Yeah, uh, there's going to be is, like five or six yeah. films to each chapter. And this is the closing chapter of Book One. It was very good.
1: Yeah, very, this pretty. is like a four and three quarter stars yeah very, very good I think
0: the the, the the Avengers films if they're done right they're always going to be better than the standalones because yeah. you've just got all these characters and you're, you're invested in them because you've seen them in other stuff and seeing them come together and their interactions yeah. is really cool uh, four and three quarter stars I'd say four and a half yeah, yeah. four and a half for me we'll very split, the, good. Difference. Pardon? We'll split the difference we'll split the difference yeah
1: uh, the next one is Iron Man 3 which came out in 2013 basically they like May because mm. nearly every movie comes out in May
0: that's a good <laughs> time is isn't
1: it uh, Iron Man 3 I'm not even going to like sugarcoat this I fucking hated this film <laughs> this is probably the worst film I've what? seen in the Marvel you Universe
0: you can, you can talk about Iron Man 3 then
1: so the beginning of uh, the first I think it's about the first hour of Iron Man I was uh, Iron Man 3 I was super into when we was under the impression there was this new villain called the Mandarin and he basically was just out to fuck Tony Stark up. Yeah, Destroyed his villa on the cliffside in whatever it is. Malibu. Malibu, yeah. Um, And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And the point where this film nosedived off a cliff for me was when it was revealed he was a fake and an actor portraying the role of the mandarin all for this fucking douchebag yeah just what that literally my interest in the film just gets to
0: that pit and i went nope i can tell how much you just like this film because you've completely bypassed the fact that they actually deal they they, the start of it uh, tony has ptsd because of the incident in new york when they were fighting the aliens because uh, basically he was the hero of the piece I mean, yeah. he, he took the nuclear warhead and fired it into the wormhole yeah. so it did not blow up New York um, but then he very nearly got trapped in a wormhole within outer space Yeah, he managed to just is get This is this
1: the one it. where they start doing all the stuff like the Avengers who's going to pay for all the damage and all that I
0: don't think that did start here that kind of came a bit later yeah. but it was you know... I could
1: not remember if it was here or Age of Ultron I know it's one yeah, of yeah it was Age of Ultron and yeah. it
0: really kicked off but in this one basically uh, Tony's he's, he's messed up in the head and it's it's really played quite well as well he, I mean he's good, we, we know him as like fun and like back in the day when he was a bit of a rebel Robert Downey Jr but he has now this role to a T and to see Tony Stark so vulnerable was really really quite brutal but basically yeah like, like Marshall said there's, um,
1: it's the there's, there's
0: there's people blowing up in like suicide bombings
1: yeah
0: apparent suicide bombings they're, they're, they're literally blowing up leaving no trace and they're killing those people and it's terrorist attacks and that and this guy called the Mandarin is taking responsibility for it and Tony's trying to find the Mandarin and then he literally goes on TV gives out his home address and says come and find me yeah, I'll be there in and the Mandarin turns up and destroys the house he barely saves his love interest Gwyneth Paltrow's character Pepper Potts Um and it all ties back to this guy who Tony had rebuffed in the very first scene of the film, played by Guy Pearce. His name's Killian Dane, and he created this thing called Extremis, which was about healing. Um, it's gone to another level. Basically, he can heal soldiers from the Marines and like the U.S. Army if their arm gets blown off. He can regrow your arm, but there's a price because it, you have to keep treating yourself with this thing, and if you don't, eventually you'll explode. Uh, sounds dumb? It is dumb. That's why, yeah. Um, and then, like I say, it turned out. Oh no, that that really cool looking guy played by Ben Kingsley, you thought was the Mandarin. He ain't the Mandarin. This guy's the Mandarin. He's just an actor. That was dumb. I know they released like a one shot that's not actually in a film, and it was like done as like a, a special release that kind of suggested that that he wasn't the Mandarin either. Uh, it, but you I'll be honest I don't even know if it's canon because i never, I never even yeah. watched that yeah, yeah. I, also, yeah. I, don't, I, I can't remember it's, I think it's called something like the king or something but anyway it, it, I, I don't know if it's even canon because it wasn't released in an MCU film so that's that but yeah in the end he beats Killian Dane who obviously has got the extremist so he can regrow himself and he's a badass super strong super loud blah, 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 blah. there's a price because Pepper Potts is infected with the extremist virus herself this helps Tony win and there's this, there is one good spectacle in this film and that's when he is calling on all of his Iron Man scenes. and by this point we, we, we find out basically Tony has built hundreds. Right? Oh, yes. For he, all sorts he, of adventures. Uh, and he can remote adventures. Yeah, and he can use them remotely, remotely. And, and use them as sort of like sentient beings in their own right and they're like he has an army of Iron Men. That's really cool when they're fighting at the end like yep. that. Um, but, yeah, it's not great. It's oh, not a great film. I
1: hated this film. And
0: since this film, like I say, literally, the, 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 the tear jerk moment of the film is she's got this extremist virus. As as, yes, she helped him win, but she's going to die ultimately. She's yeah. she One day could just blow up unless we treat her. Well, that was the seventh film in the Marvel Universe. Infinity War is the 19th. And every time we've seen her, and we've seen her a few times. It's nary even mentioned.
1: Yeah. I've, and that annoys me. Don't bother doing it. I don't think they... I'm not. I'm fairly certain I'm not the only fan mm. that hated this film. I know a lot of fans yeah. said this film was shit. Yeah, they didn't mince their words. <laughs> and, like and uh That, like... I don't know what more you can say. It was just a bad film. And I think they sort of wish they could rewrite it.
0: Um, maybe... It served the purpose. It probably made a lot of money. Um, But for me, it didn't tickle my taste buds intellectually or, you know, as a nerd, uh, one star. Yeah,
1: for that scene.
0: For that scene and the scene where his house gets destroyed. Yeah. Those two scenes get it one star, but the actual film, no, it's not great. Not great at all.
1: Followed next by Thor The Dark World, another... Weaker showing by...
0: Yeah, again though, it goes back to the point we made earlier. A hero is as good as his villain. Yep. And the villain of this one was weak. He lacked... He, he Malaketh, was not it? it Malaketh, the... he was a dark elf. Um, basically, it was like way back in the day, they had this thing called the Aether. And they'd been beaten by Odin. The Aether had been locked away. Um... And sealed, you no, know, uh, in a hidden like portal thing. No one knew where it was. Malekith wanted revenge. Uh, his motivation was just that he wanted to rule everything. And that's just such a a limited. Mm-hmm. It's it's not. I, I just went to watch fucking He Man and Skeletor wants to rule the world. The world. It, it's you know. It's just sort of like that's motivation for an eight-year-old would get something out of it. But as a an Supposedly enlightened adult man, I watch that. And I'm just like, Ugh, I might as well be watching Inspector Gadget. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It was, it was nothing. Um, again, though, they, they had Loki back in it, and him and Chris Hemsworth, like Tom Hiddleston as Loki and Chris Hemsworth as Four, they they, they, they just they kick ass. They kick ass in any scene. And I don't mean just. They play off each other. A they're, they're a brilliant pair. <coughs> um, it. Phew, the film starts off. So his Natalie Portman was Ford's sort of love interest in the first film, um, and she started studying uh, these anomalies similar to the one that
1: happened in New Mexico.
0: Happened in New Mexico, but brought four to Earth. Um, she gets summoned to this place. It's actually in South London. She goes there. Yeah, and, and these kids have found there's, like, like, there's a car that's like spinning in the air yeah. and they throw a trainer down a, a stairwell and it appears above them and like defying the <laughs> laws of physics she goes into it and rather than having the same thing happen to her she finds this weird red substance and uh, it bonds with her yeah that's the mm, ether yeah that's the, no the ether bonds into her body because when she comes out and the police are waiting for her saying she's trespassing. She goes, fucks it up. And then Four has to come and save her. Don't challenge my memory, Zelda.
1: Yeah. Alright.
0: Yeah. And then but then Four takes her to Asgard and she's got the ether inside.
1: Yeah, and then and they do that weird scanning yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, basically Odin is not happy that he's brought her here. He knows the Aether's bad. He basically is all for just killing her. Yeah. Uh, Forced, No, he's in love with Natalie Portman, who isn't. Um, But he... uh, Yeah, he... He says, no, blah, blah, blah. got to do this, got to do that. At this point, Malekith attacks Asgard. Um, Fre... What's her name? Freya. Freya gets killed. That's Odin's wife, Thor's mum. And even though she wasn't actually Loki's mum, very close bond there, because she taught him sorcery and stuff like that. Um, So... They're pissed off. They He kidnaps Natalie Portman as well, doesn't he, at that point? And then yeah. Thor and Loki go together to rescue her...
1: Yeah, in that named, weird,
0: beat, stupid
1: Malikith. planet.
0: Yeah, they end up on his planet. Loki <laughs> dies, uh, which is actually really brutal when you watch it the first yeah. time. You like, watch it and like, wow, he, he sacrifices himself for Thor. Um, we end up finding out that basically the reason for all these weird... Anomalies. Anomalies is because the nine realms of Norse mythology are in perfect alignment nearly, and when they are, Malekith will be able to unleash the ether and he destroy will rule yeah, slash destroy the nine realms. That yeah. I mean, tells you how much. Yeah.
1: It, um, basically, the film culminates in a big fight in Greenwich. In, in Greenwich, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, uh, they say that the Maritime Museum is actually the British Library. Which, would yeah. me.
1: And they also get a train four stops and everyone's like, they're not even on the right lane. Yeah, line. Yeah, isn't
0: Greenwich like
1: the... <laughs> DLR. Like right? Right? Yeah, yeah, Donald's
0: like railway. Yeah, um, he's totally on an underground train.
1: It was an all right fight. Lots of weird...
0: It's, it's, yeah, they like making use of the portals. And yeah, that was a and
1: bit. The Selvig
0: and yeah, Natalie yeah. Portman's they character could, have got them, like these
1: rod things. They could manipulate Basically, the portals, yeah. they cut... His limb, like his arm, off using the portal yeah, weapon, yeah, and then basically Thor smashes one into his chest.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's it's very flat. Yeah, it's 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 it has good moments because I think um, oh, what's the name of the girl who plays? her Oh, Dawn. Um, Do- Cat Dudes. Yeah. She Dawn. Do- Is it Dawn? Okay. Oh. she plays Natalie Portmans friend it she's brilliant in it uh, she's very funny she's the comic relief um I like that they they addressed the fact that he came back to earth but didn't stop and see Natalie Portman and she calls him on it and yeah. that's really cool there's a good scene where she goes out on a date with Chris O'Dowd yeah and that's, that's quite right funny. at the beginning of the film yeah it? that's quite funny uh, it, it was it was more because four is at this point we were establishing four has fun like when he does his film. Uh, the bit where he goes to someone's house and like hangs his hammer up on the yeah. hook and so like it was just it's just good fun uh, and I like the fact they've made it quite like quite, like he's a good looking man yeah. and like when women are looking at him he's like, like it, 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 that's quite yeah. fun but the film itself was not great um, two and a half yeah 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 I could, I, I could say two and a half um, right. nah yeah it wasn't as good as Hulk. It wasn't as good as Hulk. So two and a half is about the right score. So
1: Um, so the next one's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. This is where I think they literally went, (laughs) let's go up to nine. All right.
0: Now this film, Now, what I love about this film, Marsh, is that we know what a superhero film is. Mm -hmm. We have superhero, we have supervillain. Shit goes down. Superhero overcomes and wins. This was not a superhero film. This is like a film noir, spy thriller. This is more like a film like... The Mancurian Debate, or something like that.
1: Candidate.
0: Candidate, my well. Anyway. Good film, though. <laughs> but it's more like something like that, a spy thriller, than a superhero film. Yeah. It just happens so, to be like... It's like a, it's like a spy from thriller that
1: happens super people in it. From my memory, it starts with Jules Saint Pierre's it doesn't like not at the beginning, but Jules hmm. Saint Pierre's character, Batrock, is trying to he's got like a in a hostage
0: negotiation hmm. with SHIELD. Yeah. Or well, I don't know if it's SHIELD, is it another No, it's still Shield. Is it Shield? Yeah, but SHIELD doesn't look anything like SHIELD because after It uh, yeah
1: No, see SHIELD's counter-terrorism force which was called yeah. Strike. Yeah, but it's still yeah. off Shield. Um, yeah. um And he's basically got some of the shield guys on a boat somewhere. I can't remember where it was in Earth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the bit that was good in this is they've obviously sent Captain America in with the strike team to like get the casualties out. Captain America basically goes on a one-man rampage beating the granny out of everyone who comes his way. (laughs) Uh, Eventually he doesn't beat Batrock as in kills him he defeats him sort yeah. of Batrock gets away but he gets blown through a door yeah. and gets revealed that uh, Black Widow was downloading information instead of helping with the rescue operation
0: yeah. I mean that's where Captain America finds out that the world especially it's not black talking, and white it's not black and white and it's he's because he is the man out of time yeah. He comes from a time where there was... Good versus evil. Yeah, you know, there was the Allies and there was the Nazis. <coughs> Good, bad, you fight them. But he was a soldier. Uh, and he's, you know, he was never in this position where he is now, which is you need these people who are willing to get their hands dirty, these people who are sneaky, and it's part of it. And he finds this out. Uh Craig, do you know what the thing is I actually bloody love this film and I can't even off the top of my head remember a lot about it I know so that, that's
1: how it's yeah. right so I think the very beginning bit is the one of my favourite scenes with the on the left mm. I love that scene mm. on your left mm-hmm. on your left it would just be so annoying to be Sam Wilson in that position yeah uh, then there's the Batrock bit in the boat and then Fury gets attacked attacked yes and but of, we don't by, know who it's by, by the Winter Soldier uh, uh, all...
0: no, no first of all you don't see it's him though do you just like the cars around him are blowing up and that, and then it emerges that it's this guy called the Winter Soldier I'm
1: fairly certain this is the one where Fury pulls up to a set of lights mm. and there's a cop car next to him and he looks at them and they give him a funny look and he's like what you want to see my rental or something because mm. he's driving a big Escalade assuming yeah. they're being racist he pulls away from the lights and gets sideswiped by another cop car they basically pin him in yeah that's
0: what I mean but and, then, then and then the winter soldier turns yeah. up on his motorbike yeah and yeah.
1: then shoots the mine thing yeah. that blows the car up and he
0: escapes through a sewer hole bandhole, yeah. doesn't he? Or, oh, he, he cuts sorry, a he hole he cuts it with like, a yeah. tech doesn't he yeah. and it's then a bit weird but it's gets gold. to Captain Steve <coughs> Rogers' apartment. Yeah, But he basically says, I have to go underground. Yeah. I right, you know, I've got to get out of here. Yeah, you
1: got to get off the grid.
0: <laughs> yeah, off the grid. Those are exact words, yeah. Yep. Um, and he goes after the Winter Soldier. We find out that there's a lot of naughty people at S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Um, Robert Redford turns out to be the villain of the piece. Yep. Sorry for the spoiler. Well, his name
1: be... Pierce or something. Oh, I can't remember his name. No,
0: But I know that he basically is is a HYDRA agent, isn't he? Yeah. Who's infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And and HYDRA have infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. a lot. Um, Which is, you know, it's good that they're they're bigging up HYDRA because they are mainstays in the comic books. But the best reveal is who the Winter Soldier is. Because when that comes out,
1: that it's Bucky. That
0: it is Bucky and, it's, it's, and that creates a real compli- uh, conflict in the because
1: It's also that Bucky doesn't recognise... Yeah, Bucky
0: has been completely mind-wiped. Yeah. He's got this big metal arm. Uh, basically, the Hydra found his broken body when he fell off the train in the first Avenger yep. uh, and they put him back together and mind-controlled him and turned him into basically the Russian equivalent of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which yep. is a cool name. The arms call... Uh, but he's exactly like Steve, he's like the same age, man out of time yep. and all that, but he's bad and is good, it's really yeah. cool. Uh, but he obviously doesn't want to be bad and there are like moments where Steve kind of gets into his head, who he is and yeah. who, and, and it's really, really, really great. Um, solid film. Solid, solid film. Yep. I feel like I actually want to watch... Out of all the ones we've reviewed so far, this is one I now want to go back and re-watch. Not just because I, I can't totally yeah. remember it all, but because it, I I know that I loved it. And it was very... And, and like I say, the, the, the dynamic of it being a different sort of thing <laughs> was really, really cool. Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, we have glossed over it, but that's mostly because you're testing the memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> memory yeah. Well, cells. I, I'm
0: going in... I'm, I'm I
1: remember going in. at the end... It's where they go to, or well, not? They go to. It cuts to like the castle scene with Striker yeah. or Strucker, yeah. and he's uh, Wanda Maxoff, and
0: yes, and Kuchela. <sighs> oh yeah. oh well, well, Wanda and I think he begins with an F. Oh, why, why? Yeah, Pietro. Oh yeah, Pietro. Yeah.
1: Uh, basically introducing them, mm. but you—it's like an after credits scene. After-credit <laughs> scene. Yeah. Um, who are mostly used in the next film a lot well, the next oh no film, sorry not the next film the one after the next film the next film being Guardians
0: yeah the next film the, sorry so, so we, we've got to give our yeah. rating for that one four and a half stars all the yeah. way I, I bloody loved it and I'll tell you it, it, again for a hero who going into the MCU I didn't have a lot of feeling about by the time I left The Winter Soldier uh, super interesting one, he's one of my favourites he's, he's amazing he's such a good character uh, and Chris Evans plays it so well. Yeah, like right. yeah, um, brilliant. Really, really cool. But then we go to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Now, One Guardians of my
1: favourite films.
0: Yeah, but the, the really cool thing about this was we know it's in the MCU. We know it's connected to these films, but there's no interlinking. No. Um, it it basically is a standalone film in its own right. We just ha- know that it happens to exist in the same multiverse it's one of your favourite films so I'm going to let you do the review on it and I'll just pipe in Um, if you miss anything
1: I don't know if I want to talk the whole way through the film
0: or basically it starts off as we said, as a staff
1: young Uh, Peter Quill yeah Peter Quill is young boy at this time and his mother is in hospital Um, it doesn't actually get revealed why she's in hospital but it's
0: she, you, it's strong yeah, she, she, she she's,
1: she's, yeah. she's in hospital she's in hospital she's dying yeah. um, and Peter's what 8, 9 at this point 8 years old I'd say yeah and has to basically go through the watching his mother die mm. and he doesn't want to accept it his mother gives him a gift he then goes outside because he doesn't want to watch his mother die well,
0: no, she does die in front of him she's just like hold oh, my hand Peter yeah. and he just turns away and he can't do it because it's like it's yeah. horrible it's making it real and then she flatlines in yeah. front of him and he and freaks he, out
1: he runs outside yeah. and you, a beam of light comes over him yeah and alien abduction 20 years later and then it just comes up like
0: 20 or 30 years
1: yeah. later No, think it's you, 20 yes. I think it's 20 so if he was
0: 8 no it must be it must be more than that because the film starts in like 1986 and then yeah yeah oh, and it's based in the modern day yeah Yeah. Uh, anyway it's irrelevant it's like it's a long time later yep yeah. and uh, we, uh, we meet this character who's landed on a planet he yeah. likes music yep yeah. he's trying to steal this big silver circular thing yeah the orb the orb um gets uh, into a rock yeah
1: escapes probably comes out of one of the best lines ever where it's you may know me by my other name Star Lord and they're like she's like, who? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh It turns out that he's stealing this for someone else. Yeah. He's in a thing called the Ravagers and they're stealing this orb. He's gotta give it back to this guy Yondu who he works for, only he decides not to do it. He decides to double cross and sell it himself. Um, so Yondu's now after him as well as the people who he beat up to steal the orb in the first place who we find out work for a guy called Ronan, Ronan the Accuser who is a Kree yeah and yeah so basically he gets he gets to he ends up on a planet called Xandar trying but to before, sell it before that this is the first time I mean by this point we, we've got to talk about Thanos now you've seen Thanos at this point I think you've seen him Avengers. once at the end of the Avengers film you see him grin at the camera post yeah. credit. it that's it nothing you see him in this film because Ronan and a Chitauri guy are talking about needing to get the all blah blah, blah 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 and Thanos is there and he's like saying oh, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you this like, he's basically saying like don't fear me boy yeah and all that uh, but he lends uh ronan his two daughters not actual daughters yeah but they're called the daughters of alice nebula and gomorrah and gomorrah is sent to go and get the orphan. on zander on zander now basically she attacks she as he's
1: yep. walking out of the place that he was gonna sell it That's the guy it. when he finds out it's it was to do, to do and, with Ronin he wants yeah. nothing to do with it
0: also on the planet at this time are Rocket and
1: Groot Rocket who's a raccoon
0: yep. who, and, they're basically water, like, and Groot is a giant living tree
1: yeah they're sort of like bounty hunters they're looking yep. for any and, easy money to make
0: and Yondu who's put a price out on Peter that's the price they want to claim yep they all get into like a big four way fight and then they just get arrested. Why yeah. uh, does Andorian special forces or whatever? Which, which is John C. Zemecki Riley, is the head of and Clean Peter Serafanovic. Peter Serafanovic, uh, yeah. yeah, I love that he's in that <laughs> film. Such a cool guy. Um, but yeah, they get arrested. They get sent to this like maximum security prison. Uh, basically, it's it becomes sort of typical prison fodder. But they've got they've got a way of escaping. They're all saying they want to work together. They want to get the orb back, um, and they want to you know, escape. Um, and mm-hmm. then they don't they, and basically Gomorrah said, I wanted to get the orb, not for Thanos, I want to get it for me because I can sell it to a guy called the Collector. Yeah. And I can make, you know, some stupid got so um, many um, so many million um, units yeah. or whatever. So they're all like, Right, okay, well we'll help you, we'll all muck in and we'll do it. We'll split it. And we'll split four it. Four ways. Yeah. I don't know, say freeways or something. No, I mean not... group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm group. Yeah. I've grouped. yeah. <laughs> um, but they do that, and they while they're there, they meet this guy Drax, the Destroyer. Now Drax, his wife and child were killed by Thanos. He knows who Gamora is, so yeah. he wants to kill Gamora. Peter slash Star Lord as the protector. It all kicks up. Basically, then he ends up helping them escape. They escape. They go to the collector while they're there. He gets drunk, he sends a threat warning to Ronan, who comes, then they have to escape. Because they're, a... they're in nowhere. Yeah. They're nowhere. Basically, it's the head of a titan, it's a yeah. giant, like, giant bloody, or celestial, sorry, not a yeah. um, titan. A collector is played by Benicio Del Toro, who just collects weird shit from all around the universe. Yeah. He explains to them, and this is the first time it's mentioned in all the films, it's quite so important, that the orb is actually an infinity stone and he says the infinity stones come from the creation of the universe after the big bang there were six stones that represented you know everything that is essential to existence so that'd be time reality um, reality space yeah. uh mind power soul yeah um and this is one of them this is the power stone and he says basically but if you have this stone you're you're otherworldly powerful
1: powerful. Uh, is this at the point his assistant tries to grab the stone and And that
0: point she tries to grab the stone and it blows her up and it blows up the whole bloody place then there's like I say they they manage to fight Ronan but Ronan gets the orb and Ronan attaches it to his giant warhammer he becomes immensely powerful and he's his whole thing is he wants to kill the planet of Xandar so he goes to Xandar and the story is, well, basically, if he can touch his hammer, which now has an Infinity Stone in it, to the surface of the planet, the planet would be wiped out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you get this really... They're coming down. It's really cool. Like, they, he meets back up. Like, they get caught by the Ravagers. The Gar- well, they're the, the Guardians at that point. But they, the five of them get caught, and then they come up with this big plan with Yondu, uh, Michael Rooker, who's probably the one who steals the whole film. Yeah. Um, and they... They go out and he's going to help Xandar defend itself with the Nova Corps. Yeah. And, uh, it's, a, it's a really cool space battle because uh, obviously Star-Lord and his gang are sent in to take control of the ship. Yeah, beat they, Roman. They, they get onto the Kree warship. Yeah. Basically, they manage to crash the Kree warship onto Earth and just as Roman's about to touch the hammer to the surface, uh, Star-Lord challenges him to a dance-off Yep. which is it sounds dumb really is funny um, and then they Rocket and Drax put the gun back together while out of sight then they, and they fire it and then he catches it yeah what are you doing he I'm catches, distracting you bro <laughs> he catches the stone in midair now we've been led to believe that if you hold an infinite stone you'll be and destroyed you're, you're, you have to be a being of immense power yep. otherwise you'll die now Peter starts like kind of cooking but not Quickly, Doesn't very slow. Yeah, yeah, it's very
1: slow. And then Gamora the Guardians link hands. Puts her
0: hand out, touches it. Drax, Rocket, Groot they all link hands. Oh no, not Groot Sorry, because Groot's not there. At this yeah, point. they all link hands, and they find that the four of them are able to muster some sort of control over this stone. They beaten Ronan, and they give the stone to Nova Prime, Glenn, Pro, Glenn Close, Sorry, and she stores it away for safekeeping. Um, all
1: whilst betraying Yondu.
0: And and they, he, he, they basically, he basically betrays Yondu again, but Yondu doesn't care because he loves Peter because he basically raised him. He's the one who abducted him. Yeah. Uh, great film. Really good fun. So it just brings us up to the star rating.
1: What, for Guardians, I would have to give this probably my five-star film. Yeah? Yeah, I love this film. It's literally... It's a film I can just put on and watch.
0: I'll go for that. And, the, and one thing we didn't even... Mention.
1: I think it's because it came out of left field. I, well, I went in with no... Mm. expectations and it was so good
0: yeah no one I don't think anyone had heard of the Guardians no one was and then all of a sudden it's it's, it's massive now yeah Um, yeah I could probably go with you the soundtrack is another thing oh yeah Uh, it plays a big part in the film as well because like his mum and him used to listen to music so the whole way through he has a a mixtape, tape a cassette tape yeah and yeah. he can listen to um,
1: the songs from the 80s yeah, 70s,
0: and 70s 80s yeah. and then that his mum used to like and then he gets a new one which turns out the gift she gave him at the beginning that he'd never ever opened he gets it back yeah it And was
1: volume 2 of the mixtape. and tape. that's volume
0: 2 and that's what they're going to use in the second film yeah um, right so we do that and the, the most important part about this film is now we've heard of these things called the infinity stones yep yeah. Um, we know of this guy Thanos and he's a bad dude uh, and he wanted the orb, like right? and he's kind of pissed off that Thanos went into business uh, Thanos sorry Rodan went into business for himself yeah because he wanted it now that's so significant going forward but at the time it was just kind of like an additional block device yeah it's like okay right, yeah. now I guess they're going to build to this like, kind of point okay that's pretty cool Um, but that was probably what made Guardians of the Galaxy such a significant film was more that yeah that it was the first time we'd been introduced to these and these sort of extraterrestrial characters like, on a big level as well which mm-hmm. is really cool following up Guardians we had to wait a while for this one
1: yeah nearly what just short of a year yeah for just short of a year Avengers Age of Ultron it came
0: out about three years ago now yeah yeah. Remember, like, my Facebook memory is literally that like, I went and saw it on this day three years ago. First time I went to the cinema on my own, that was. Uh, Age of Ultron. Everyone I speak to has a mixed opinion on this. What is your one?
1: <laughs> so, I think the premise of the film was good. I think the execution was where
0: it lacked. Right. So, what is the premise?
1: So, in this film. Tony wants out of saving the world. He basically wants to settle down with Pepper mm-hmm. and he creates a. How it like It wasn't just one thing, was it? He wanted no, to create like a unit of. It's basically like a. So, not soldiers, but like a defence yeah. force.
0: Of IMNs. Like, like yes. Yeah. But they would be Controlled by, by the AI. AI. The Ultron yeah. program.
1: Yeah. Um, and then pff, now you're testing my knowledge of this film because I haven't seen it in years.
0: As I remember, they're they have like their opening sequence of the film is uh, Hydra Stronghold, they attack it, um, and
1: this is the one with Wanda and Pietro. Yeah, like that
0: they, they uh, managed to get them. They kept, yeah. they they capture them I take them anyway. But they, yeah. they they it's a big like the big movie moment. Then Avengers all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. is that yeah. like the big big bring them in. Remember who these fucking guys are. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So that's what they did it for. Um, Pietro and Wanda, who we'd seen at the end of uh, Winter Soldier. Basically, they are uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Um, from the Avengers and also from the X-Men because they're mutants in the Marvel spectrum. That means Fox overwrites to the term mutants. They can't beat. Yeah, are, an, they are, enhanced they are, they're humans. They're like enhanced humans. Been, the, the story in these universes, they've been created and given these powers. Uh, he is all lightning fast. Um, he's basically like the Marvel equivalent of Flash, Yeah. but he's nowhere near as powerful as Flash. And she... And she... Is he's, super super OP, yeah, like it's ridiculous, <laughs> like so powerful. She can manipulate hex blasts, uh, manipulate your faults, manipulate. Oh, it's, it's insane. In fact, you know what? We'd probably do a video just running off her powers, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they've got this, um, they get them back, all's good. Um, Tony, like you said, is developing this program because he wants out, and he's saying we can all get out and we can have this and it'll basically do the Avengers thing for us. The program that's going to run that is called Ultron and it's basically the old Terminator Syndrome. It becomes aware. It becomes yeah. sentient. It takes over Jarvis.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I vaguely remember seeing where it attacks Jarvis. It, it attacks
0: Jarvis and... who is obviously Tony's like AI, AI that he uses for everything. Um, and then once he's done that, he fashions... A body for himself out of vibranium parts yeah so he's now indestructible per se as well yeah. uh and he attacks the Avengers. he gives them an ass for him but he also controls all these ultron robots uh as well which is nuts and he can put his because he is in everything um, what's that film they done with um johnny depp recently it wasn't very good transpondence Basically, it was, no he, he, gets, basically, he gets himself uploaded to the internet and yeah. he's in everything oh, that's yeah. basically what Ultron is isn't he he's yeah. in everything so it makes him a formidable
1: um, because he's an AI he's learned about how yeah. to so because he can learn things he can learn how to defeat yeah. that's right. nations and, the, and so on like. and the main thing he
0: learned was that humans aren't very nice Yeah, you know, we, we, we fight each other and all this stuff uh, and he basically comes to the conclusion that no nah, you can't be trusted with the world uh, only thing to do is to wipe you all out that's his end game he manages to free uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and I vaguely remember a scene with Ulysses Glaw. Uh, because you are spaffing in your pants because you love him yes
1: when they're getting the vibranium so many I mean.
0: rips his arm off or did,
1: uh, did he Already not I have know. an arm. I really couldn't. I think couldn't. he rips his arm off. He may do. I really couldn't. I oh, honestly have hey, no, no, really They want to get the vibranium. Yeah,
0: they,
1: he's in. in I don't know if they name it as Wakanda then, but he's in the vibranium mines. Mm. Um. And it's just he's. Uh, he's one in films. I don't remember much about it uh, I think the big payoff is they want to use yeah use the nation or whatever it is the country of Sokovia yeah where Wanda and Pietra are actually originally from yes uh, and Ultron's plan is to
0: which he didn't share with them yeah his plan is to lift the city and then drop it so it'll be like uh, the meteorite that killed the the dinosaurs yeah That's, that's his plan and he, he attaches like that. that's what he was getting from Claw wasn't it the parts to make these like rocket jets yeah that will send the I mean it's, it's it, it sounds dumb saying it yeah <laughs> it's,
1: uh, it, he's basically going to turn it and use it as a spear into earth yeah it's,
0: it, it, was, it's dumb. it was and yeah. it's the same because James Spader is really good as Ultron yeah I mean obviously I know he's only really the voice and stuff but it, he's, he's he gives it menace and then you find out that mm, Big fight, they obviously Avengers go to Circosia and this city's been lifted in the air and it's got blah blah. Um Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch realise he's, he's, he's bad news, he's gonna destroy it like this. No, they they join the Avengers uh, on the face of it. Uh Quicksilver actually sacrifices himself to save um Hawkeye. Yeah. It's really like, they teased the whole way through this film that Hawkeye was gonna get killed. Yeah. They? He was too happy. Like, he's a family man, he's gonna retire. This he's was going... the
1: first film with Vision in, wasn't it?
0: Yes, and that was towards the end as well, because he's the one who ultimately beats Ultron. Yeah. Basically.
1: Vision, they... Vision is Jarvis. Yeah. Yes. They, as a they managed to get the, humanoid. S- the
0: stone that was in the scepter way back in the first Avengers film. Yep. Is actually. I don't know if it's even, if they even mentioned it, I can't remember, but it is the Mind Stone. It's one yep. of the Infinity Stones we talked about. And they use that to create, like, the anti Ultron, basically. He will be good. Yeah. And it's got Jarvis's AI, uh, but he will have the powers of uh, Ultron Plus. Like, yeah. Ultron 2.0, but a good guy. And yes, he and he's, he's ridiculous. There's a cool scene where he picks up Force Hammer, which is funny because only the worthy supposedly could pick it up and yeah. he just like lifts it up and goes, oh, there you go, it's your hammer. And mm-hmm. everyone's like, and it's after their, isn't it after their- Everyone's
1: I mean, been trying to they, lift it. Like, they've
0: all been trying to lift it or something. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. Certainly nowhere near as good as the first Avengers film. No. Good spots. Uh, but I'll, the one good thing about this film is the first one that raised the stakes a bit in that Quicksilver died. Now, I know he wasn't a main, main character in it, and I think he would have hit home a lot more if Hawkeye had died. Yeah. But it's the first one that basically said, we can kill these heroes. Oh, yeah. And you knew, you went, ooh. Because generally, superhero films, they follow the pattern that superheroes don't die. Villains die as we've got older, like it, it, as films have progressed, you know. But, you yeah, know, like... Tobey was Spider Man. You never worried for the guy. He was always going to win. Yeah. And now in these Avengers films, you are suddenly it it dropped in that you went, the, the, they they're mortal. Yeah, basically. And that was that was the if that's the one good thing. I that's pretty good. Um, yeah. But it wasn't a great film for me. It um, three stars because there yeah. was some cool action
1: sequences yeah. in it. The the plot was weak as yeah. anything but it was just the, the, the action scenes made up for the weak plot let's put it oh, that yeah. way um, and then we go on to the last film in phase two which is Ant-Man right now wow yeah if... this is this is another film I went in with quite low expectations and oh, was I, like,
0: we haven't mentioned him yet so I'll get his name in there now I saw this with the uh, the Gavlar yeah the Garibaldi um, Gavlar he came with <laughs> Me, he had just moved in with me at this point, um, and didn't really know the guy. Seemed all right, how dry I was. <laughs> but I said, "Oh, you know, we're going to see Ant-Man together," and it was like a getting to know you, go out and see Ant-Man, and we did. And it was, um, yeah, wow, really good film. Just and again, showed the versatility of these. Models. This is basically a comedy. This is, yeah. this is what Hancock could have been, I think. Yeah. It's like a superhero kind of doesn't want to be a superhero and is thrust into a situation and it's fun and we've got great supporting characters in this, like really good supporting characters. Mm. Yeah, bl- shocked me, especially after I knew Edgar Wright was supposed to write and direct and then he got booted off. And he wrote it, but he didn't direct. He co-wrote it because they yeah. changed a lot of the script as well after yeah. he left. But it's a it's yeah, really good film. The we we'll go in basically. They've got this guy, Scott Lang. He's
1: uh, he's quite intelligent. He's got like a degree in engineering or something. Yeah, um, he's
0: he's, he's a, like a tech engineer. He's yeah, a very he's, smart man. But he's down. In his luck. Like, oh, he's like like he's he's not. Down in his luck. Well, he's in prison because what he did was he found out that the company he worked for was embezzling money from the pension fund or something. Yeah, and he. Went in, hacked the computer, and stole the money. Yeah. But he got caught, so he goes to prison himself for embezzlement. Yeah. Uh, he had a family at the time, so his wife's obviously left him, Judy Greer, mm. who, if you don't recognise her face, you'll recognise her voice if you're cool, because you would have heard it in Archer. She's the voice yeah. of Cheryl Tunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, she basically, it's him trying to reconnect to his daughter, who's like three. Yeah. His wife is remarried. Uh, but he comes out first thing he does is gets a job there's that really funny scene Baskin Robbins yeah and it's like he's working at a Baskin Robbins and they find out that he was he's a he, criminal he's a criminal when he lied on his application and he's like what would you do murder somebody yeah but it's like Baskin Robbins always oh, knows <laughs> it's, like, it's that really cool thing he goes I'll turn a blind eye Maybe you can treat yourself to a mango or <laughs> by the way. It's just really, that's the humour of
1: the it's, film. It's just like, I'll turn a blind eye and he thinks, so I'm going to keep this job. He's yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. you're still fired. No, no, you no. Know, I've
0: still got to fight, obviously. <laughs> but uh, you can have a free like mango yeah. smoothie. He's like, oh, great. But then the best thing is you actually see him walking down the road with a mango
1: smoothie. I love that. Uh, but yeah, And he, then yeah. basically, his old cronies. No oh, he's living with yeah. one of them in a he? and they Luis,
0: li- based- isn't it? Yeah. Like they, they they uh they come up with a plan, there's this rich dude who has Who's a mega out safe of town a He's lot out of awesome. town, they've got a mega he's got a safe, they can get into it and they'll break in And it's like
1: his sister's best friend, she's yeah. like and he, the, that
0: scene is brilliant, it's like telling where the story comes from and all that is really fun. They break into the house, he goes to this safe, it's a mega mega safe by the way, and it's like something they had on the Titanic or something yeah. stupid. Uh, he's like an old cast iron door down a flight of
1: stairs. Like I say, he's a smart man.
0: He uses like a, He freezes it. He freezes it, doesn't yeah, he? he freezes the hinges. And manages to bust it. But when he goes in, there's no money in there. There's no jewels. All there is is like a, a, a leather suit, which is like something a biker would wear. That's yeah. what it looks like. It looks like a biker's suit, like leathers. He takes that anyway, and he gets it back, but he doesn't realise... He was being watched. but yeah. like It was a setup to see because they were testing this guy, and the guy whose house he broke into, Hank Pym, is a scientist who works uh, alongside, alongside Shield, yeah. uh, Howard Stark, and all that, yeah. uh, and Peggy Carter. And he developed the Pym the Pym particle, which basically could shrink or or no. At that point, it was yeah. just, it was a shrink. shrink wasn't it? Yeah. it could shrink you down to you know minuscule size. Hence. Yeah. Ant-, Ant-, Ant Man. Uh, he'd also developed a special helmet so he could talk to ants, and yeah. use them. It just sounds it sounds silly, but it works. Yeah. His his sub. He's basically his thing going in is that he has been forced out of his own company, uh, Pym Pim- Tech or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Industry. Yeah. By he used to be his protege. His protege is a bit of a bit is of a. Not Darren. Darren Cross. Yeah. yeah he's a bit of a such not- a terrible name. It's a villain name, isn't <laughs> no it? or a left back I, I, <laughs> I
1: think I don't think I've ever met a Darren that I've like, been intimidated by
0: well, I don't, he, he had the look he was big bald a, yeah. but he, he basically wants the pin part Hank Pym's never giving it to him he's doing test after test after test to replicate it and he's close and Hank knows he's close and he's like this technology cannot fall into the wrong hands yeah because he, he's,
1: he's well aware Darren's probably going to sell it to it the highest bidder
0: he, it emerges that he was the original Ant-Man back during like the Cold War yeah uh, and he used to get sent in with his wife who was nicknamed the Wasp and they would go in and they would sabotage behind enemy lines because they could shrink down and that and it's quite quite really cool and uh, his wife actually died she did the thing she went into the quantum realm which basically means you shrink too much yeah um, and he never forgave himself that's when he came out of the business uh, now he needs to get back in but he's old as fuck Michael Douglas by the way the CGI at the beginning to show young Michael Douglas how yeah. does that blow your mind
1: yeah absolutely insane. It's as good as the one in Civil War isn't it where it's young Tony Stark
0: the, yeah that's yeah. not I thought the Michael I thought the Michael Douglas one with Bell. Yeah, because he he's one so where like Jesus. Yeah, he's nuts. But they, I say they do the. Uh, he he basically recruits Scott Lang, he pretty much is like of the opinion like you help me, or you can't jail. Yeah, he's, he's kind of blackmailing. His daughter, Evangeline Lilly, is a bit upset by it. She's like, why didn't you just come to me? Yeah, but. Uh, that's the father-daughter dynamic they have a bad relationship because of the mum and because he never opened up about what happened with the mum yeah ultimately they start training Paul Rudd to be Ant-Man and they're training him and training him and
1: getting montages. him montages the uh the we find out the, that, moving the sugar cube yeah, with the ants we find out
0: that like this Darren Cross the bad the other piece is kind of kind of romantically involved with Hank Pym's daughter
1: yeah he wants to be romantically yeah. involved you, you're not you're not ever yeah. sure
0: are you of it But he's invented a suit called the Yellow Jacket suit, which is basically like an Ant-Man suit, but with lasers. lasers. (laughs) Yeah, lasers and wings, uh, so it can fly and it can blast you up. And that's what they're going in for, and stop him selling the tech to Hydra. And shit goes down when they they formulate this big plan. Paul Rudd gets his cronies that originally got him the job in. It's, It's just a romp but at this point. It's good fun, good action. The scene where they're fighting, they end up in Paul Rudd's daughter's, or Scott Lang's daughter's bedroom, and they're fighting on a train set, and, and there's a giant towards the tank. Yeah, it's, they make real use of the... The fact they can shrink, yeah, yeah, and they, the they they make, environment. Yeah, the environment, that's what I was thinking They make real good use of that, and I think that's it's just good fun. Um, ultimately ends with him. Uh, kind of romantically involved with Pim's daughter himself, and he's got a good relationship with his wife and her new husband and daughter, and it's it's a it's a happy ending. It's a really happy yeah. ending, and it's a nice happy ending. Uh, good conclusion for Phase Two. I was you, when they were first announced ever released, I was like, well, "Why is that coming after Avengers? The Avengers film in the phase?" Yeah, it was this the the latest films in Phase Three, which we'll get onto on the next podcast. Um. They represent a real tone shift, and this wouldn't have fitted in, but it did fit in with phase two, which was still quite fun, and it wasn't connected to anything else. Yeah, which is it's good. And um, yeah, I bloody love that man. I love Paul Rudd. I mean, anyone anyway, see the Anchorman? Brian Fontana. You, yeah, love he's, him. He's he is a good. I love, love you, man. Yeah, he's a great film. I, he's I, a good I comedy like, actor. Very good comedy actor. So um for me, i will give this four and a half stars, and it yeah surprised me. I like being surprised.
1: Yeah definitely similar um, score yeah yeah, yeah. I, really, I did I, to be honest I went in with quite low expectations yeah, and I was happily surprised yeah.
0: very pleasantly surprised um, are we going to call it a I think we'll call it a podcast now um,
1: and come back and we'll face come back three. and
0: do phase 3 and leading you up to the Avengers on the next episode of the Hell of Awesome um, hope it's helped you out if you are just wanted wanted to be brought up to speed maybe before you go and see Infinity War Um, which we'll we'll be reviewing that too coming up but yeah that's the phase one and phase two of Marvel Universe um, as told from our (laughs) non-journalistic point of view jagged memory just as fans and I'm actually quite impressed that we remembered as much as we did that just shows how these films have inhibited our lives
1: yeah
0: but uh, until next time um, I'm Adam with Marshall and we will see you on the next episode of The Hell of Awesome Goodbye. Bye.